welcome to The World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 10. It's like, what do they call those things continents ride around on? Some kind of plates? Tectonic plates, Shadow hazarded. That's it, tectonic plates. It's like when they go riding, when North America goes skidding into South America. You don't want to be in the middle, you dig me? Not even a little. One brown eye closed in a slow wink. Hell, don't say I didn't warn you, said Sam Fetisher. He spooned a trembling lump of orange jello into his mouth. Shadow spent the night half awake, drifting in and out of sleep, listening to his new cellmate grunt and snore in the bunk below him. Several cells away, a man whined and howled and sobbed like an animal. And from time to time, someone would scream at him to shut the fuck up. Shadow tried not to hear. He let the empty minutes wash over him, lonely and slow. Two days to go, 48 hours, starting with oatmeal and prison coffee and a guard named Wilson, who tapped Shadow harder than he had to on the shoulder and said, Shadow, this way. Shadow checked his conscience. It was quiet, which did not, he had observed in a prison, mean that he was not in deep shit. The two men walked more or less side by side, feet echoing on metal and concrete. Shadow tasted fear in the back of his throat, bitter as old coffee. The bad thing was happening. There was a voice in the back of his head whispering that they were going to slap another year onto his sentence, drop him into solitary, cut off his hands, cut off his head. He told himself he was being stupid, but his heart was pounding fit to burst out of his chest. I don't get you, Shadow, said Wilson as they walked. What's not to get, sir? You. You're too fucking quiet. Too polite. You wait like the old guys, but you're what? Twenty-five? Twenty-eight? Thirty-two, sir. And what are you? Not that I know of, sir. Maybe. And that's our page. So the page begins, talking about tectonic plates. Plate tectonics is the theory that describes the motion of the plates of the Earth's lithosphere, uh, containing the crust and upper portions of a planet's mantle. And uh, generally it's theorized that the movements of these plates result in trenches, mountains, earthquakes, volcanic activity, and similar sorts of things. And it's all to say that Sam suggests that if Shadow is in between two metaphorical plates such as those, he doesn't want to be caught in the middle. And he's trying to warn Shadow of the upcoming war between the new gods and the old gods, and Shadow has no idea what he's talking about, so Shadow ignores it. It's also funny, though, Shadow kind of just kind of nods, though. He doesn't overthink it. He doesn't try to argue or go back and forth. He just does what he's always done in prison, which is keep his head down, just nod and go forward with whatever someone's saying. And it's it's indicative of how he spends a lot of his time after he gets out of prison as well. He doesn't make a lot of active decisions. He very much rolls with things and is pretty passive about almost everything that happens, at least for a while. It makes me consider, because uh, plate tectonics are a natural thing, it can't be stopped, and you can argue that Shadow is also similarly helpless to prevent what starts happening to him. And to an extent, I don't know, I made a note of that, and now I'm not so sure I agree with myself from a week ago. But he is very much at the mercy of his life after he gets out, and he doesn't make a whole lot of effort to think for himself. 
he relies on people like Wednesday or Hinzelman when we meet Hinzelman to direct the action of his life. And he just is, he's not content to wander like that, but he does it. It's also important to note that uh, these two pages are the first time that Shadow is warned about something coming that he just completely ignores. And I don't know that it's entirely unwarranted that he would ignore someone like Sam, but Shadow is really good at ignoring warnings or portents. He gets them quite a bit as we go through the story, because that's kind of how gods work most of the time. And Shadow just... He just ignores it entirely, or he refuses to believe it, because that's the kind of person Shadow is. And this is our first part of the book that deals with one of the less savory characters, and not less savory in the way that Wednesday or Sweeney are when we get to them. Just kind of a douchebag and a racist and an asshole on an absolute power trip. He's trying to get a rise out of Shadow, and it's not explicitly stated that it's because of his race, but it's because of his race. So, I hate him. I don't like him at all. And that's all that needs to be said, I suppose. Wilson is also the second person who tells Shadow that he looks younger than he does. And I think it's an ongoing theme of people sort of underestimating Shadow because he looks younger than he is. Even though he's a huge dude... I think he's got this look about him that just, if they if it doesn't put people at ease, it at least makes people not expect him to be quite as imposing as he ends up being. Of course, there's examples of the exact opposite, too, related mostly to his size or his race. But it's 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 definitely a common thing that Shadow gets underestimated and overlooked by people. There's some good lines on the page. Um, Bitter as old coffee. That's really good. I like bitter as old coffee. I, I don't like old coffee either, but it's a good line. Shadow imagines they're going to cut off his hands or his head. This is not a typical American punishment lately. Apparently in the Utah Territory, you had the option of being beheaded, but no one took him up on it. It's really bizarre. You'd think, out of all the ways to go in the, what, 1800s? There's worse ways. Hanging is long and not... There's no good way to die, but if you gotta go, beheading is probably pretty quick. Post-mortem beheadings were often carried out against runaway slaves or uh, slaves who carried out uprisings or rebellions. The most famous of these was uh, Nat Turner, Bible, you're supposed to cut off your own hands if it causes you to sin, but that's not what this is. And beheading shows up in the novel. When we get to the end of chapter, I think it's three, we, we're going to have some beheading. That's it for now. Get in touch with us at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. A big thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.